own broadcasting team. This year is a year we want to bombard hell as never before. Win many souls unto the Lord. Because the coming of the Lord is very, very near. Hallelujah. And so we want to remind ourselves of a text we know very well and help us prepare for the Easter. The theme for the Easter convention is let his blood speak. And I'm trusting God that the blood of Jesus will speak on behalf of every single person who will come to the convention. Shall we rise to our feet as we turn our Bibles to First Chronicle, chapter number 12, the 32nd verse. First Chronicles, chapter number 12, the 32nd verse. Are you there? If you are holding half Bible, no amount of tongues can get you there. I read from the Issacharites who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. 200 chiefs with all their relatives under their command. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 49 verse 8. This is what the Lord says. I will answer you in a time of favor and I will help you in the day of salvation. I will keep you and I will appoint you to be a covenant for the people to restore the land to make them possess the desolate inheritances. Shall we pray? Our Father, we thank you for your word. May the entrance of your word bring light, faith, restoration, and favor. Come minister your word through these lips of clay unto your people. And may we be transformed even as we go through your message. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This morning I want to share with you a text I have said some four or five years ago. And I'm titling this message Waking Up to the Times and Seasons of Your Life. Waking Up to the Times and Seasons of Your Life. If we look through the Old Testament, we find that the people of Israel were given various feasts 
to celebrate. In fact, we have seven feasts that the Lord commanded the people of Israel to celebrate. And these feasts occur at various times and seasons in their calendar year. We find that these feasts mark the epochs of the life of the people of Israel. And no single Israelite will want to miss this feast because it is an occasion that reminds them of the power of God and an occasion that opens doors unto them to receive their blessings because they understood that God deals with his people in times and in seasons. If we look at Isaiah, Isaiah is saying to the people of Israel, this is what the Lord says. I will answer you in a time of favor. I will answer you in a time of favor. And what God is saying is that I have set aside a time. And that time is a time I'm going to bring you favor. And so it is within that time that you will have an answer. If you are looking for an answer beyond, before, or after this time, you will not find it. For I have designed a time of favor. And so God assures them that I will answer you in a time of favor. And listen, he says, I will help you in the day of salvation. A time of favor and a day of salvation. And so God deals with us in times and in seasons. And until the child of God has come to understand that this is the way God deals with his people, the child of God will not be able to prepare enough to meet that day so that that which the Lord has designed will be achieved. God has an agenda. And if his people will surely understand his agenda and timing, we will not miss God's divine blessings and divine works, purpose for our lives. Hallelujah. Now, In the book of Acts, Jesus chose to send the Spirit upon the disciples in no other time than the day of Pentecost. And so the Bible says, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. They understood that that occasion was occasion that could bring a change in their life. And so they gathered in anticipation and expectation for something to happen. They did not know what was going to happen. But since they understood that God works with time, God deals with his people in timing and seasons, they were ready when the season comes. Let me ask you this question. How prepared are you towards the coming Easter. What is your expectation? What do you hope to see or experience this Easter? It is an occasion. It is a period. It is a season that comes and goes 
every year. But if we can get the best out of it, we need to understand that God moves in times and in seasons. When God, if God moves in times and in seasons, and we prepare ourselves towards that season, surely any blessing and every blessing that is designed for his people within that season, we will receive. Amen. I pray that this Easter will not be another Easter for the child of God or for the church. This Easter will not be another occasion, another occasion where we gather and where we have fellowship. But this Easter will be an Easter of expectation. An Easter that we desire to see God do something new in our lives. An Easter that will cause us to plunge into God's divine purpose and agenda. Hallelujah. If we look at nature, if we look at our lives, we find that there is a time to sow and there is always a time to harvest. If we misplace these times and we want to fit one into the other, it will not work. You cannot expect harvest time when it is time for planting. And you cannot expect a planting time when it is time for harvest. God has designed the world and man in such a way that we are guided by the times and the seasons. So we have the rainy season, we have the dry season. We have the spring, we have the winter, we have the autumn in the Mediterranean lands. And so Jesus in Matthew chapter 16 verses 2 to 3. Let's look at what Jesus said to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Matthew 16. He replied, this is Jesus speaking. When evening comes, you say, it will be fair weather. The, the, the Pharisees and Sadducees were apt in describing or prescribing what was going to happen to the weather. In fact, they look like true meteorologists. When evening comes, you say, there will be fair weather. For the sky is red. The redness of the sky made them know that the evening is coming. And in the morning, today it will be stormy for the sky is red and overcast. They look at the day and they are able to prescribe what the times and seasons hold. But listen, Jesus said you know how to interpret the appearance of the sky. But you cannot interpret the signs of the times. This is the sickness of the body of Christ. We can look at the sky when you are in town. Looking at the sky will cause you to board a taxi very fast because you are, you've dried your things and you expect that the rains will catch up with you. So you run fast to remove your things. But what about spiritual things? The, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees could not interpret the times 
the signs of the times. God changing his direction of salvation through Jesus Christ. And with all the things that Jesus was doing, the Pharisees were stuck to the old order. One sickness of the church is that that is how we do it. We have been doing it this way all along. It has been passed on by our forefathers. And it has gotten to us. And so we do it the same way. When the times and seasons of God has changed. Instead of changing with the changing times, we get stuck. The only thing that does not change with the changing time is the word of God. The scriptures will never change. But situations and conditions under which or in which the scriptures will be fulfilled has times and seasons. And thus, Jesus said, you and I, must know how to interpret the times and seasons. Do you know that Jesus is coming soon? It has been in the, in the scriptures for long. But the signs of the times show that he will come in our generation. I don't know when, I don't know what time, I don't know what day. But the signs tells me that he is coming and he's coming so soon. And so if I understand the times, then I must prepare myself ready for his coming at any time. Hallelujah. May the Lord help us that you and I will not be like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And let us be people who can interpret and understand the times. And because of that, we will understand what God is doing and what God expects us to do. The kinds of preparation God expects us to have even as we understand the times and the season. Amen. In the same way, if you are, you are growing, you are growing, you must understand the changing times that you are in. You are 18, you are 20, you are 21, you are 30, on and on and on. What is the expectation from you at this age group? What do you have to do with yourself? What do you have to do with your spiritual life? What do you have to do with your physical life? If you don't understand, the season will pass by. And when the season passes by, you have lost opportunities and open door. May the Lord have mercy on us so that we will not miss our open door. So that we will not miss our opportunity because we know and we understand the times and seasons. And because we understand the times and seasons, we know how to invest in our lives, how to invest, how to use our time, and how to live our lives. Every good result or every great achievement 
depends upon how the times and seasons are understood and utilized. How you understand the time and the season and how you utilize them. You know, one day you go on retirement. One day you'll be old. And as you age, one preacher said, every day you get nearer to your grave by one day. Every day you get nearer to your grave by one day. Every day the number of years given you reduces by one day. It keeps on reducing day by day. Do you understand it? And if you understand that, what is expected of you? What do you have to do? May we know our times. And may we know our seasons. The Bible says that when it was time for kings to go to war, David was in his palace and he was strolling. He was doing the right thing at the wrong time. And when he did the right thing at the wrong time, he saw the wrong thing at the right time. And when he saw the wrong thing at the right time, because he could not utilize the time and the season meant for war, he could not handle what he saw. And David brought unto himself disgrace and shame. It was time to go to war. If you are writing an exam and it is time for you to revise, everybody is revising. And you think that that is the time not to study but to pray. God did not arrange it that way. You would fail and you will fail well. Because you are doing the right thing at the wrong time. There is a time for everything. There is a time to study. There is a time to pray. There is a time to read your word, the Bible. That is why I don't agree with a Christian who goes to work and it is time for work. And he thinks that he must read the Bible when it is time for work and rather converse when it is time for break. And if someone cautions him or her, that person is a demon. He doesn't love the Lord. You are wrong because you don't understand the times and the season. There is a time to read the word of God and there is a time to work. There is a time to rise and there is a time to sleep. There is a time to sleep and there is a time to work. God has arranged it that way. And may the Lord help us to understand our timing so that you and I can position ourselves in the right way to obtain the best result. Now the scripture before us tells us of a tribe of Israel who really understood the times and seasons within which God was working with the people of Israel. And this, the Bible called them the sons of Issachar. Some say the Issacharites, 
My prayer is that you will be an Issacharite in the name of Jesus. You will understand your timing. You will understand your season. And therefore you will know what you ought to do as the children or the sons of Issachar. Hallelujah. This morning, I hope I'm speaking to somebody who has an unplanned, disorganized life. You have an unplanned, disorganized life. You live your life haphazardly. I want you to know you can rise above the occasion and you can organize yourself understanding God's dealings with you so that you can fulfill your destiny. This year, our theme is anointed by the Spirit for excellence. You can only excel when you know when to do what and how to do it. When to do what and how to do it. The children of Issachar, the first thing we learn about them is they have an understanding of the time. They understood the time. What does it mean to understand the time? To understand the time means having a wisdom of the time. When we talk of wisdom, what is the meaning of wisdom? Wisdom is applied knowledge. They had a knowledge of the time and they applied that knowledge in their living. And therefore they, become, they became wise people and therefore they became fruitful Wisdom is applied knowledge. If you have the, all the knowledge and you refuse to apply it, it is not wisdom. Wisdom does not end in the head. It begins in the head, but ends in activity. And so these people understood the times, and because they understood the time, they knew the pros and cons of the period, and they knew the requirements that the period requires of them. If you understand the time, you will know what is required of you. And when you know what is required of you, you will do exactly that which is required. And when you do that which is required, your result will be one of excellence. Because you are doing the right thing, the right way, in the right time. Because you understand the time you, we are in. Understanding the time impl implies being in a position to see what is at stake for you. If you understand the time, you can envision, you can look forward to understand what is there for me. What is there for me this season? It's harvest time. What is there for me? It's Christmas. I am a businessman, businesswoman, I'm a trader. What is there for me? If you understand the times, you'll be able to uh, understand what is at stake for you. And then having that clear knowledge, you wake up to make your dream come to pass. Hallelujah. You wake up and make your dream come to pass. Many of, of us or many people are dying or going to the grave with their dreams not met. It is sometimes it is not that God did not meet it. But when God came, you did not know, so you were not ready. 
God will not cast a spell before swine. He will be ready for those who are ready. The Bible says, those who honor me, I will honor. If you know the times and seasons of God and you honor him in expectation because you know this is your season, God says he will honor you. May he honor you as he gives you understanding of your time. If I'm to ask every one of us, do you understand the way God deals with you? If you critically look into your life and begin to count the number of years since you came to know Christ, you will find that within a time frame, God had done something in your life. Another time frame, similar. God does another thing. Then you must know if it is every two years, every three years, every four years, every five years, and you understand it, you catch your timing. You prepare yourself in anticipation because you know the next five years of my life, God is about to do something in my life. Hallelujah. And so you will not wait for the season to catch you unprepared, unawares. By the time the season comes, you are ready for the Lord and the Lord's blessing will come upon your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, how many of us are living in anticipation knowing the times and seasons God has for you? As a church, God deals with us in times and seasons. And so, if leadership misses God's timing, God's opportunities and God's open door is missed. That is why the Bible says, you must be gentle of doves and wise as serpents. You must be wise. The child of God is born to be wise because the spirit of God that makes him wise is in him. Sometimes it is because of our laziness. We cannot catch up with God's planning, God's agenda, and God's timing. May you rise up to the occasion because God wants you to be great. God wants to use you to reach out to the other world. But when you are not prepared yourself, God cannot use you the way he wants to use you. If you understand the time, you are able to seize the opportunities that come your way. I understand the time. I am ready. I am prepared. And so when a door opens, you don't just be thinking of the negative. There are some Christians that they are saying, if somebody gives them a gift, they are so demon conscious and demo, they have a demophobia such that everything has demon attached. Then what is the power of blood of the blood of Jesus that saved you? What is the spirit of God in you doing? If it is wrong and you are in tune, God will tell you don't use it. Don't take it. But if for everything that comes your way, you see demon attached, then you yourself must be delivered. Hallelujah. 
The years ago there used to be uh, the propagation of this false doctrine that the food you buy is demonized. The food you go to the market to buy is demonized. And so when you buy the food, you must spend hours praying over the food. Abba. What did Paul say to the Corinthians? What did Paul say? Such that if a person out of his heart or her heart gives a gift to a Christian, I had to sit on a case like that somewhere. Somebody brought a gift and the person suspected that there is, it has been demonized. So I asked the person, who told you it is demonized? So I suspect. We don't live in suspicion. We live by revelation. The child of God lives by revelation. If it is demon infested, God will reveal it. And if he will reveal it, it depends upon how you have prepared yourself. He will reveal it to you. And so, child of God, when you are in tune and the open doors come, you know that this is from God and you take the right step. If we look into 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 18 downwards, I will not be looking at all. The Bible talks of Elijah on Mount Carmel. We all know that Mount Carmel signifies an epoch of restoration of the people of Israel's heart back to God because of what Elijah did. But did Elijah get his result by just praying anyhow? Elijah got up in the contest and prayed anyhow and offered a sacrifice anyhow. Let's look at verse 29. Verse 29. 1 Kings 18, 29. The Bible says, Midday passed, and they continued the frantic prophesying. This is the Baal prophets. Until the time for the evening sacrifice. If the Bible is yours, on the line, until the time for the evening sacrifice. Now let's look at verse 30. Then said Elijah, come here to me. When the time of the evening sacrifice was up, Elijah said to the people of Israel, come here to me. Now let's look at verse 36. Verse 36. At the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed. At the time of sacrifice. At the time of sacrifice. A timing. Elijah was conscious of the timing because he knew the period with which God 
was going to act. And so his anticipation, his expectation, and his uh, 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 involvement all occurred at the time of sacrifice. When we understand the times and seasons that God is stirring our nest, God is stirring our waters. You see, sometimes there are certain things that happen to us and we take it to be a misfortune. We take it to be a disaster. But if we can understand God's dealings with us, and we, we understand that God is stirring our nest. Then God is pushing us, creating an environment for us to live from where we are to another place. It's like, it's like the eagle and the eaglet. When it is time for the eaglet to fly. What the mother eagle does. You know the nest of the eagle is made in this way. It is carved with thorns. Inside the thorns. And then inside on top of the thorns, the mother finishes it with very soft material. And so when the baby eagle is in the nest, it's very comfortable. And that is where we had the, the term comfort zone. It's in a comfort zone. Everything is soft. If, if, it, if it wants to feed, the mother brings it food. But when it is time to be an eagle and to fly and to live as an independent individual, he's not treated the way he's treated at first. The first thing the mother does is to remove all the soft material from the nest so that the baby eagle will not feel comfortable in the nest. When he stays here, the thorns will pitch him and he will sit up. When he stays here, move the other way, the thorns will pitch him. And so he feels uncomfortable and will want to leave the nest. God is tearing somebody's nest. But until you understand God's timing and seasons with you, you will begin binding the devil Instead of praying, God, open the opportunity for me to move to my next level. May the Lord help us. Hallelujah. When the baby eaglet is still staying in that tiny environment, the mother changes the strategy. There is a change in the way he handles the baby. This time it picks the baby eaglet on its wings, takes it very high. And the baby eaglet begins to enjoy and to see the beauty of creation. Then all of a sudden, the mother will just shake off the baby eaglet. And it will be falling from a height. What he's saying is that stretch your wing, force and fly. But the baby eaglet will be coming head up, legs up, up and down. When the mother finds that it is coming to land without flying, it quickly rushes beneath it, spreads its wings and catches it again. And the baby eaglet, <sighs> I nearly died. 
I nearly died. The mother is changing the times and seasons of the eaglet. And then he does this several times, several times. And then out of that unfortunate but fortunate situation, he finds an open door. I will not allow myself to be caught up and always caught up and always caught up. This time I will also fly. And it spreads his wings. There you are. It begins to fly. It is time for you to fly. If you understand your times and seasons, because God is tearing your nest. Don't stay. Don't bind. Don't lose. Pray for an open door to your next level. It is not every misfortune that is a misfortune. Some misfortunes are staring up of your nest. Your time has come to fly. You cannot still be fed, spoon fed. Your time has come to move out. It won't be long. Very soon, I'm going to move some people out of this church. And I'm going to plant them somewhere. Because their time has come. I, have, I, I, I am doing the underground work. By God's grace, we've got some four plots of land at Ifuanta now. We've got four, four plots of land here. Some people will be moved. Some people's season have come, but they have not known. And I am going to stir their nest. And they will know what the Lord has for their lives. For their lives to be fulfilled. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we know the times and the seasons we are in, we will not fail. We will always be successful. I pray that you will be successful. Let's look at Leviticus chapter 26. Verses 3 and 4. God said. If you follow my decrees. And are careful to obey my commands. I will send you rain. In its season. I will send you rain in its season. If the Bible is yours, underline in its season. Sometimes we are anxious. Sometimes we fret. Sometimes we, we put pressure on ourselves, unnecessary stress to get something. But that might not be your season as defined by God for you. If you understand the times and seasons, you will not torture yourself with stress. I started with them. I started with him. I started with her. She is getting married. She is getting married. He is getting married. I see remain single. I am distressed. I am confused. Said that sometimes you become annoyed with anyone. Who comes across with you? Child of God. God will send your rain in its season. Do I hear an amen? I said God will send your rain in its season. 
As long as you understand and you wait in anticipation for your season, your rain will surely come. Hallelujah. Because God deals with us in times and season. And the ground will yield its fruits, its crops, and the trees of the field their fruit. When your season comes, no demon. You see, the devil has no power. Sometimes we, 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 we magnify the devil in such a way that he feels too big. But listen, one preacher said, the devil was a commander in heaven. But that day, when he looked at his position and his rank, and he thought that he was equal to the one who made him a commander, and therefore wanted to rise up against him, the supreme commander of the, the heaven's armed forces, I'm not talking of heaven, the heavens, the first, second, and third heavens and forces. The commander-in-chief just gave the order. May he be cast down. And listen, when he was coming down, he was losing his rank from level to level. By the time he landed on earth, his rank has been reduced to a, last, a, 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 a private. He had no rank. Because the Bible says God has put him under where? Our feet. But sometimes we are so sympathetic, we look at the devil there. Oh, I can't step on you. He has no power. But he will roar like a lion. When he is no lion, we have only one lion. And that is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And so the Bible says he roars like he is not a lion. He scares. He frightens. He threatens. But he has no power. If you will stand in what has been given you and you face the devil boot for boot. Last week I had an experience. I laughed. I was going for a walk and I passed in front of a house. And there was this huge Asian dog that came from that house. And there were the locally made dogs. You know the locally made dogs. <laughs> like the ones in my house. They are locally made. They started barking. Started barking. And then one bully went in front of the Asian dog. The Asian dog was still eating. Didn't mind the dog. But the dog that went towards the Asian dog just got there. He started running away. Without the dog even raising its head. I say, ah, God. That is how you've made us. You made us giants. You made us strong. The devil is like this homemade dog. And when we have no time for him, he will come and will run away himself. Hallelujah. Every situation has a lesson for the child of God. And so as I was doing my work, I was just singing praises to God. For what I have seen. That little experience there. Hallelujah. Let us not magnify the devil. I'm not saying he's not there. He's there but with a child of God. You have power over him. That is why the blood will speak on our behalf. Hallelujah. 
When you understand the times and seasons of God, you speak the right thing at the right time. You speak the right words and you produce the right results. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 23b says that. The King James Version says, A word spoken in due season, how good it is. So if you understand the times and seasons, you don't lament over lamentation. Sometimes we lament and lament and lament and put problems and tension and pressure. Life becomes joyless. Life becomes meaningless. But the Bible says rejoice. Again I say rejoice. Even in your trial you can still rejoice because you understand the times and season. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes 3.1 To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Everything there is a season. Therefore make it up to catch the season. Jesus said in John chapter 4 verse 35 Say not ye there are not there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. It is time to, to lift up your eyes. It's time to lift up your eyes. Hello? It's time to lift up your eyes. There is something there for you. Don't look down. Lift your eyes up. In expectation. Your season. Your time. Your moment. Your hour. Your week. Your day is about to come. Do you understand it? If you do. If you do. Your season will meet you prepared and ready. And. You will receive. That which the Lord. Has said. The people of Issachar, the sons of Issachar, knew the time and therefore they knew the duty that they had to perform. Until the duty is done in its season, it cannot bear fruit. Until you know what you must do at the right time, at your season, you cannot see your results. My prayer is that. You see your results. You see your fruit. You will labor in the time of laboring and harvest in the time of harvest. May the Lord lift you up. May the Lord strengthen you. May the Lord's purpose be fulfilled in your life. May you have the spirit of the sons of Issachar who will rise up and do the right thing so that you can affect your next generation. You see, if we read what the sons of Issachar did, the Bible says, the Bible says that, I want to quote it. It says, the sons of Issachar who understood the times. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? 
Let me paraphrase it. Because they understood the time, 200 of their chief and strong men acted. Because they knew the time. If you know the time, you will act. If you know the time to influence your next generation, you will start it now. Hallelujah. The future of your next generation depends on you and depends on how you understand the season and how you prepare in your season. May your season, as it draws near, bring the fullest blessing, bring the fullest favor, bring the fullest upliftment. May your season cost you to stir yourself up. May there be a stirring of your nest. And when your nest is stirred, may you rise and may you soar. May you soar. Nothing shall bring you down because you know your season and you know your timing. Hallelujah. Shall we bow our heads? I want you to talk to him. Perhaps you don't know how God is dealing with you. If you don't know, tell him, Lord, I want to understand the times and seasons you have for my life. And help me to prepare. Help me to prepare. Help me to prepare. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Speak to him. Speak to him. Speak to him. Speak to him. Oh God. Father, let your grace be sufficient for your people. Let your hand be strong on your people. Stay honest. As our season draw near, our season of favor, our season of restoration, our times of salvation, stir us up to look onto the field and to prepare that your glory will be upon us. We thank you, Father. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.